Thank you for listening to Comics for Fun and Profit. This is Kyle and Drew with your sneak peek at next week. Episode number 422 for comics originally releasing December 6th, 2017. The first week of the last month of 2017. My goodness, Drew, we've almost completely finished this year. But before Drew and I get into what's coming out in your local comic book shops this coming Wednesday, Drew, we've got a few things we want to handle and some feedback from our listeners. Yes, uh, we want to celebrate the 12 comics of Christmas. We're gonna How do a festive. Oh yeah, we're gonna do a, a little top twelve of the year. Um, we're gonna share ours. We had, uh, of course, Eric wanted to wanted to submit his from Cowabunga. He wanted to be a part of it. He couldn't be here tonight. He's off um, gallivanting in the big gallivanting apple. in the in the Big Apple. So he couldn't he couldn't be on live. So he did submit his list ahead of time. And if you like what you hear, but want to tweak it and put your own top twelve. Uh, titles of the year feel free to send those to us we would love to hear from you You can send it to us on our facebook or twitter probably not twitter well if you got the new characters you might be able to fit them in there (laughs) i don't know we're what 280 now yeah you have to 280 now you might be able to do it or you can send us hey does that mean we have to change that one indie comic where everybody gets dropped on an island and uses twitter and dies oh yeah. yeah yeah the unfollow exactly yeah yeah, that's it. It would have to change now, wouldn't it? <laughs> um, but yeah, we um, for me, uh, this is we're going to do the top twelve series of the year, and uh, to make the cut into the the pool that could be the top twelve, for me it had to be a top of the stacker, right? So, yep, no um, when it comes out, I want to read it right away, um, so it, it it represents itself well. And then ranking them from 12 to 1 was difficult. Oh, I did not rank. Mine are in no particular order. I know. You always blow this. You Literally, I've been given no rules. The only anyway, thing I was given is... If I could finish I was, talking to the listeners. I was, <sighs> I was talking to the listeners. So anyway... Don't, as, I don't as, deserve to be thrown under a bus. As, <laughs> just sit over there and wait your turn. I'm perpetually the little brother. <laughs> so... Um, after after we, th- I found those top twelve, it was tough. It was tough to come up with twelve, just twelve, and um, at that point, trying to rank them in order of of my favorite, like top of the top of the top of the stack, was even more challenging. Um, and uh, you know, maybe if I did it again in a month, it would be different. I don't know. Uh, it, it was tough uh, in the close but no cigar category. Stuff that's really good, stuff that's top, almost top of the stack, but maybe a hair below some the the top twelve uh, for me were Star Wars, Animosity, Letter Forty Four, Manifest Destiny, Commandy, Postal, Astro City, so- Southern Bastard, Bitch Planet, Paper Girls, Flintstones, Royal City, Lady Killer Two, Box Office Poison, Killer Be Killed, Fix, Rock Candy Mountain, Jessica Jones, All New Wolverine, Injustice. Copperhead, Low, Sex Criminal, Secret Empire, Thor, Black Bolt, Hard Case Crime, God Shaper, Superman, Slam. All these are great books. I love all you of these books. You cannot have 46 honorable mentions. None of those. And none of those made the top 12. I just want you to know that those are all great books that did not make my top 12. Completely true. Now, at number 12, Black Eyed Peas by Aftershock. Uh, black eyed peas by aftershock. Okay. Black eyed black eyed kids by aftershock. Now, I am I am incredibly influenced 
by hanging out with Joe Pruitt at the Cowabunga Con. I will admit it and help push this into the top 12 um, and made me reappreciate what a great book this has been, what a great series this has been um, for the year. And uh, so, uh, Did I'll, anything happen after issue six? Because that's where I stopped. It's just been a cool and creepy series that continues to uh, unfold. We find more and more stuff about who these kids are and who who the the survivors are. It, it's cool stuff. Um, I, and and it, it it made the top twelve. Uh, number eleven. Once my their vampires thing kind of blown up in my face, I kind of pouted and left. What is it? Once I I think their vampires kind of got blown up in my face. And I was proven wrong. I, I kind of stopped reading that one. At that point, you were done. Yeah. Um, and uh, at number 11 is Black Hammer from Dark Horse. Uh, Jeff Lemire. Uh, this has been a great, great series um, that uh, continues to impress and is now spun off into a, a secondary series. So good for them. Number 10 is Archie. Archie, a what? solid a solid 2017 and uh, something I gravitate to from Archie Comics, of course. Current Archie better than uh, uh, first arc Archie? Uh, I think so. Okay, cool. I think it continues to be super strong. Um, number nine, Super Sons from DC. There you go. Uh, number eight, Batman DC. Uh, my two DC entries. Um, and uh, it was tough. These are both really good. Wait, you have no more DC? I have no more DC. Your list blows. Um, I, I have a lot of DC in the in the close, but no cigar. It didn't quite crack it. Um, but you know, you got to give it to. So to you're Batman. saying Nightwing New Order isn't in your honorable mentions or top twelve? What the two issues that are out? Yeah. No, they're you're not. Dumb. You're dumb. Um, Worst Christmas ever. <laughs> uh, number seven, Spider Man. Uh, this is a this is which a, one. This is a Lifetime Achievement Award for Bendis. Which Spider-Man? There's 12. Just the Spider-Man. Oh, the Spider-Man. Gotcha. Spider-Man. Spider-Man. The the Miles Morales. <laughs> ben, okay. Bendis book. And okay. Champions. And a quick apology. Uh, Mark Wade writes Champions, not Bendis. And thank you, Wolf, for calling me out on that and correcting me. Um, so Champions is number six. You have Marvel. Champions in your top six. It's, it's a, number it's, six. It's a great book, man. It's a great book. Uh, number five, uh, Moon Knight. Uh, wait, 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 wait. New Order was like, two, and it's two issues? I had a whole but entire Moon, volume but, this year. Oh. Uh, I so had an entire volume. Not the, not the current iteration, but the last one? It's the same volume. It may, ha- it may be a new creative team, but it's the same <laughs> volume with the renumbering. With the, is that it went, how you're, it went. That's how you're sneaking this in. Completely new creative team. Completely new theme. Completely new way of doing things. Completely just new everything. It. Yeah. But it's the same. Okay. Yeah. So and you I got have, an entire. So volume. you have fallen lock, stock, and barrel into the stupid legacy numbering thing. You fell for it, hook, line, and sinker. This is my moon night. Hashtag okay. my moon night. Um, number four, time and vine. IDW and Tom Zoller. Uh, only four issues. Um, they all came out in 2017 and were a, a wonder to behold. Um, it, it, it was it's really great cartooning, really great storytelling, um, and I really liked it. Uh, number three, Walking Dead, no surprise. Mm-hmm. It from Image. Number two, Saga. 
no surprise from Image. Yep. It was tough between those two on who was one, who was two, and who was three. So who's number one? Um, in a surprise, it's the beauty from Image. Um, wow, it cool. is uh, one of my favorites, my quickest go tos uh, when it comes out. It, it, uh, Jeremy Hahn um, has created this world of uh, this be- the beauty and and the, this this STD that that kills people but yet makes them beautiful for a few years and um, there are new stories being told each and every story arc I, I, I think we've gotten maybe 10 issues this year so it's been a solid um, producer and uh, it is my favorite series of the year and and something that I really really love when it comes out and uh, hats off to the way they do it the way they've built this world and the way they've continue the momentum so now you know you you could you could take over what's your what's your 12 comics oh christmas <laughs> all right well let's get let's get the uh, the three standbys out of the way of course we've got saga we've got walking dead and i still consider paper girls a, a top of the stack read for me yeah it's good um, it's still solid. It's still one that I, I, even if I don't think I'm going to gravitate towards, I still do. I still, I still like the the web we've woven and all the time traveling and all kinds of slight at one point eighties nostalgia with that one. So those are always going to be in there. Um, Star Wars, Darth Vader. I enjoyed it. It's the fact that it's in the continuity that I want it to be in. It's in mm-hmm. the time period that I want it to be in. It's it it's telling unique stories of essentially. And Anakin's transformation into Vader. Um, it's telling stories of how he created and crafted his lightsaber, how he modified the Kaber crystal, and how he struggled with that, and almost at that point went back to the light side. Um, it's telling those kind of stories. Him and the Inquisitor, um, you know, the battles of him, how he is was willing to sacrifice and kill an entire town just to 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 find his destiny and to complete his dark side saga. So. I like where they're at with that. I really enjoy it, so I'm going to continue on that one. Um, Killer Be Killed, Brubaker. Uh, it's great. It's fun. I really enjoy that one. That one's solid. Let's see here. Um, I got a. I gravitated a lot towards newer stuff. I don't know if it's just fresh in my mind. Recency bias, yes. Yeah, I found a lot of recency bias in a lot of things. Uh, slots. Um, I found myself, there are several books where the guy who's not typically the good guy or who is in no way shape or form a good guy i was i've been gravitating to towards and in slots that's that's oh, our yeah. character he is not a good guy uh, i don't know why or if we'll ever really root for him or what we're going to get out of this but for some reason uh, that's really speaking to me and I, I th- i'm looking for big things on slots so that's right in there um mech cadet you um it's it's fun. It's it's your mech saga and your your you know is this the right kind of hero saga? I'm so happy that the four issue saga is going to continue on. Um, a nice little Boom Studios book. Uh, Greg Pak, such a good writer. He knows exactly how to write things that kind of make you you on everybody's side and, and root for them. And it, it's a great little hero story that uh, I actually really really like. Um. We're one issue in, but Doomsday Clock's on here. Because I really want to see... I, I really Sheep. want... I, no, let me let me tell you why. Because it's good. 
already. I mean, I enjoyed the first issue, whatever. Right. But it's a story that I've been thinking about since we got our rebirth that we've been leading up to. It made me go back and read Superman and the, uh, the Oz effect. It made me go back and get all that stuff out of the way in order for this to come on. It made me prepare, uh, for this book. So yeah, issue one was great. Did you reread Watchmen? No, I did not read, reread Watchmen. I thought (laughs) about it. Me neither. I thought about it, but I didn't. Um, Batman white Knight. Again, not your typical hero, not your typical villain. We've swapped roles in this one, but it's it it, it is a really, really great story. Um, you know, Batman is the bad guy. Batman is, you know, using his powers for bad. He's reckless. He's careless. He's he's not a good guy. And the Joker is cured. He's not the same sadistic, crazy person he used to be. And he's going to be the the hero we deserve. And it's super well written. Um, the way he goes back and decides he's got to reunite with Harley and and and, and you know rebuild that bridge is awesome. Um, super good book, love it. Can't art's wait for beautiful. more. Yeah, art's amazing. It, there's not a whole lot of color in there, but it still does everything you want it to, and it, it, each panel looks better than the next. Oh, let's see here. I'm counting just to make sure, and I think I've got one more. And that one I'm going to give to Nightwing the New Order. We've got a else future where uh, people have been given powers. Just random people have powers. To the point where, for some odd reason, Dick Grayson rises up and decides to say, Look, you guys are destroying everything. There's wars going on. There's an entire war going on for four days, destroying everything. He builds a machine, creates a society, no more powers. Nobody gets powers anymore. And he's going to lead this new order, and he's going to be, you know, hunting down and making sure nobody with powers rises to power, takes advantage of that, and we kind of clean slate our society. But then we've also got, like, he's got a kid now, and in the first issue, you're just like, all right, now who's this kid's mom? What's going on here? You know, all kinds of really crazy questions, and it's slowly answering all those as we go forward, and it's, it's a really good book. Uh, another, you know, 1%, 99% similar to Batman White Knight. And uh, a lot of kind of woven in politics or things you can look at in the back end. But Kyle Higgins is back writing the best Nightwing. And that's, it's got me. Okay. That's it? Yep. With a sh- special shout out to uh, Redlands. Um, I'm glad Rat Queens is back as well. Even though it's not great, I'm just glad it's back. Yeah. And uh, the button. I'm surprised I enjoyed how different button. our lists are. That's interesting. Yeah. And I enjoyed the button. But the button's not a series. You know that, right? Correct, correct. It's not a series, <laughs> you just wanted, but... You want to get that shout-out in there. That's okay. Well, because... And there's a, there's a ton of good with Batman. Yeah. yeah. But, you yeah. know, it didn't quite crack the list, but I, I really enjoyed the four issues for the button. You know, I've enjoyed this uh, this Marry Me saga that, that mm-hmm. got cut off by War of Jokes and Riddles and everything. It's been a good title. Fantastic. And Super Sons isn't even on my list, even though I read that all the time. Yeah, it is great. Um, let's see. Let's see what Eric was. What Wisconsin bias Eric throws on here for his top twelve? Uh, twelve. He has Dark Knight Metal. 
Begrudgingly, mm-hmm. I'm putting a Scott Snyder book on here after the first two volumes of New 52. I began to get bored with the storytelling style. Metal has made me a believer. It's a great event series that is getting me excited for the new directions and the prospect of this dark multiverse having a deeper presence in the mainstream DCU. Cool. Good for him. Uh, let see. Har- number 11, Harley Quinn. Um, haven't read an issue. But I have all the Fred Cho covers, so all the B covers by Frank Cho. Too good to go. pass up. That's a terrible pick. Number ten, <laughs> Doomsday Clock. Look at this. Yeah, see, it can't it can't be too early for this, can it? Nah, it's solid out of the gate. It's going to be good. I'm sure of it. Uh, I need to write rules for you guys. Uh, number nine, Killer Be Killed, Brubaker and Phillips. I yeah. love. I love Brubaker Phillips' work. If you like dark crime noir stories, this is where you should live. Easily one of the Image's best ongoing series. Single issue back matter material is amazing. Doesn't go into the collected books, so neener neener, all you trade waiters. <laughs> <laughs> you know, get a neener neener that often. I like the yeah, neener neener. I like it, bringing yeah. that back. Uh, Briggsland for Brian Wood. I love anything Brian Wood does, uh, except for the alleged groping, hopefully. And this comes <laughs> Come on the heels of the first volume that features a separatist family living in New York. There are compounds, some illegal activity, and a whole lot of world building and character development. As we go forward, I continue to enjoy getting deeper and deeper into the family's problems and just what links they will go to in order to resolve them. I had forgotten about Briggsland. Uh, amazing number seven amazing spider-man renew your vows just a great center great story that centers on peter's family life as a husband father and superhero in my own head i can very easily relate to the relationship (laughs) struggles and parenting concerns that are present in this book not always the deepest book but is still as enjoyable read that makes you smile he hasn't read the newest one yet, I'm betting, because <laughs> it was awful. Um, awful just, and doesn't make you smile or just not well done? New new creative team, and it uh. was terrible. And they aged him eight years. They're supposedly aged him eight years. Awful. Awful. Yeah. Um, but those first two volumes, great. Uh, number six, Black Magic by Rucka and Scott. Still my favorite independent universe, a place where magic and procedural live. Rucka tells a good story, but Scott's art takes the cake. This is a visual feast and shows how much art does drive the story. Issue 6 came out this year. <laughs> it's one of the best six <laughs> single issues that I have read in the last three years. And that might have been the only issue that came out this year. Good, But, it, yep, it still qualifies, right? Number 5. Nightwing, The New Order. Yes. Undeniably the best Nightwing story on the shelves right now. No disrespect to Mr. Seeley. Um, Number four, Normandy Gold. Murder, police, prostitution, politics, and a kick-ass lead woman who will stop at nothing to find out who murdered her sister and why. A sleeper surprise coming from Titan's hard case crime line up that also features... The titles like Peepland, Minky Woodcock, and Corey's War. I know. It's great, but how do you choose just one? So, so tough. And that was probably, Normandy Gold probably was my favorite, too. Um, number three, Silver Surfer. Fun and deep story what? with perfect all-red pop-style art. The slot all-red run on SS has been masterful, adding a depth that Norlin, Norin has not had in the past, giving a life and personality to his board to me and bringing in 
a love interest that exposes his vulnerabilities and is someone who can't help but just fall a bit in love with yourself. ASM has gotten pedantic with Scott at the helm, and it makes me very sad to see his work on Silver Surfer and know that what uh, ASM could be Drew, if the love you, of his can, craft can you, was there as well. Can you tell me what pedantic means? Uh, boring. Okay. By the book, boring. Um, number two, Jazz Maynard. This is a translation of a French comic or graphic novel and is actually not the first book in the series. The action's been fast-paced, the art's been unique, and the story makes me wish they had done the first two volumes before this. I have this stacked up and haven't read it, so I'll have to check this out. Uh, number one, and uh, an, 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 one of those that doesn't have enough issues to qualify for my list, but we'll give it to, he, it's his list, so Punisher <laughs> Platoon. Uh, by Garth Ennis, and it's Garth Ennis on a Max line, and it's Frank Castle, and um, in Vietnam. So, good lord, what else do you need? Simply the best Punisher writer doing what he does best: war stories. Um, hope this gives you what you need, Eric. Thank you, Eric. Those are great. Um, some questionable, but we'll take it. We'll, we'll allow you to have your own opinion on your own top twelve. <laughs> <laughs> good stuff. So, yeah, again, um, you can find. All the ways to contact us at comicsfunprofit.com, our website, or find us on Facebook or Twitter, or send us an email, comicsforfunandprofit at gmail.com, to submit your top 12 of the, your, the best, the, the 12 comics of Christmas. Um, and uh, if, if people like it, maybe we'll do a couple other categories before the holiday gets here um, to kind of uh, have some fun with this year-end wrap-up stuff. Um, again, I wanted to give a shout out to Wolf. He, uh, quickly corrected me. Um, champions written by Mark Wade, not Bendis. So I, I do that sometimes. Uh, Jason, Read a lot from, of books. Read a lot of books. yeah, Jason from Hawaii says, uh, Hey, infinity war trailer. Holy shnikes. Um, uh, yeah, they crammed a lot of characters into that trailer. Uh, Kyle, did you see this? I did. I did indeed. What do you think, man? Really cool. Um, I like it. There's a ton going on. I've been uh, researching soul gems and mind gems and time gems and space gems and infinity kind of gauntlet stuff. Gauntlet stuff where everything is. It's neat to see. Kind of uh, went back and kind of flipping through the Infinity Gauntlet uh, book. Yeah. It, Did you read the it? Trailer. Did you read Infinity Gauntlet? I, I, recently, I, I've gone back and the the trade that has the stuff that I need in it. I, I did. Full but disclosure: I have not. Okay, but Never it's neat, read it. neat to see that, like, in that, uh, Silver Surfer is the one that crash lands into Doctor Strange's house and kind of says, ah, Thanos is on his way. Uh, and in this, it looks like we're going to do that with Hulk is going to be that. Yeah, There's a lot of things uh, we can kind of suss out and look at in this. Uh, I think some people going to die, so that's going to be crazy. Uh, a lot of it takes place in Wakanda, which I'm like, what? Not a big fan of that, but we'll see. Cause is Black be Panther Black out Panther before guy. it? Yes, Black Panther is out before that, and we still don't have our final gem yet, so I don't know if that will be in Black Panther or that will simply be what happens within uh, Infinity War. Uh, um, at what point did he rip the uh, a gem out of Vision's head? Yeah, well, that's what he's he's going to do. We see that in the trailer. Okay. And we that see seems Prox kind of like a spoiler, right? Uh, no, we know he's got a collective, and we know that's where that is. And we see Proxima Midnight in this, and I, I believe he's actually the one that pulls the gem out of Vision's head, um, if I'm not 
incorrect in that. Hmm. Some neat things. Uh, I like the, uh, the kind of the nomad look of Captain America sans shield. That's pretty hmm. rad. We get to see yeah. War Machine back. We get to see the Hulkbuster suit. Um, of course, the big reveal is the Guardians of the Galaxy with, uh, of course, uh, Peter Quill having the porn stash. Some wicked facial hair in that one. It's an interesting one. So there's a lot of gaps we got to fill in between that, but there's a lot of things that we see see are coming uh, in that trailer. There's just a ton to dissect and look at. But When's the biggest thing, ever, uh, summer. I can't remember. Yeah, next summer I think. Biggest thing everybody's taking out is they don't like the look of Thanos. No, now no in, helmet. No helmet. Well, in in this part of it, we have he's he's. They say he's kind of like a shaman in this one. He's on the search for his gems. He's not a warrior. He's not in his armor. He's going out and collecting the things. So this is this is the persona of Thanos in this one. He's not, you know, the warlord uh, with, that needs his armor on at this point. He's just going out to collect his gems, f- uh, fill his gauntlet up, and then take over the world. But it's an odd look. Yeah, should be good. Oh, yeah. But, uh, Spider-Man in the new suit. Oh, it's all kinds of cool stuff you can get out of this trailer. I, I, I don't understand what's in it for Sony to keep loaning um, Spider-Man to back to Marvel Studios. I don't know why they do it, but it's kind of cool that they do. Very true. Not sure why Fox won't loan the X-Men back, but whatever. I don't understand corporate politics, I guess. Um, and anyway, so thanks for that, Jason. And thanks for uh, our Christmas package. Uh, that was nice to get that uh, all the way from Hawaii. Some lovely treats, and we uh, we appreciate uh, the little taste of um, the amazing Comic Con too. Uh, some some gifts from from that Comic Con that you went to. That was really cool, um, and uh, that was nice. And you gave more gifts to Kyle than you did me, and I'm gonna let that slide. This one time, <laughs> big th- thanks and uh, sh- oh, thank you for the, the the items for my birthday. I really appreciate that. It was uh, very 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 thoughtful of you, and I do appreciate them. Uh, let's see. Uh, Aaron Churchill writes and says, uh, "I was debating on the Swamp Thing special talked about last episode. I'm thinking with the success of the Batman Annual too, that I might be worth jumping on board. Yep. Tom King just keeps knocking it out of the park. It's a high price tag to be sure." But if you are specking on it, I think it just might be worth the extra couple of bucks. All right. What do you think, mm-hmm. Kyle? Yes, you're seeing some weird things like with Batman Annual 2 sold out before it even went out. You yeah. know, hit 20 bucks on eBay two days before it came out. Has settled down to 10 bucks now. But just a lot of people anticipating the story and what it is and really, really grabbing onto this Catwoman and Batman saga. So yeah, you see a lot of heat on things like that already, not already going to a second print. Yeah. That's so cool. even, even these kind of things, like we were talking before, the numbers go down when you talk about annuals and, and larger sized, uh, things with a slightly larger print, da- print, Sar- slightly larger price tag. The print run goes down and we're starting to find little hidden gems like that that are uh, hard to find. Yeah. Very cool. Um, he said, which brings me to my question slash dilemma. I heard about the Batman annual going for a high price on eBay from a comic store podcast I listen to. They record Tuesday night and post early Wednesday. In it, they mentioned to make sure to get the, to your LCS early to get the issue, as it was going for 25 ish bucks on eBay before officially coming out. Luckily, it was already on my pre-order, so I wasn't too worried. I checked the comic store website I go to, and they were already charging 15 bucks online. 
Yep, yep. Though they mark up online, I've never seen them mark up the day of, or even a couple of days past in store. I get in, and they have more than a few copies in stock. So I grab an extra one, feeling less dickish, because I had pre-ordered, and I wasn't grabbing two or three copies off the shelf, having been lucky to get this information uh, ahead of time. So the question is, what are your thoughts about grabbing multiple copies off the shelf, purely for selfish resale reasons? I was tempted to grab more than one extra off the shelf. I haven't done anything to figure out if the store limits copies like that, but felt it was crappy to take from someone that might be legit coming in to to get a good story or heard it it was good like I did and just wanted to get for pure reasons. Thoughts? P.S. You are still one of my favorite podcasts, and I look forward to it every Saturday. Well, thank, thank you, you very much, Aaron. Uh, I don't think you should feel dickish at all, and I would um, I would echo what our friends at Cowabunga have said. Um, they don't care. You want to buy the whole rack of them? You go right ahead. Now, I, I can understand uh, Wednesday Warrior, who doesn't pre-order his books and just wants to come in off the, sh- off the street and and peruse the racks might get upset that you've cleaned them out before he gets there. But neener, neener, <laughs> it's too bad. Neener, get, neener, let this be a lesson. Start yeah, get a pull list. Start a pull list, you know. Um, it, it, yeah, if they're on the racks, they're for sale, and you're paying full retail for them, you have, I feel you have n- nothing to feel dickish about um, at all. So if you want to... If you want to pay full retail and gank the whole the whole shelf worth off, then I think it's fine to do so. I usually max out at three, but that's just kind of how I normally do things. I don't like to wipe a complete shelf out in case somebody walks up and wants to read it. Um, but I, I, it's not because I necessarily want to would feel bad about it. But normally, yes. I usually won't yes. grab more than three. Okay, you go back in time to twenty twelve and to get Saga number one. Yep. Um, there's a rack of 15. I would pre-order it. There's a rack pre-order. of 15 on the shelf. You take three and I leave 12? I'll, I'll go five. You'll go five? <laughs> you won't take all 15? You won't take all 15? I mean, if it's hindsight, yes, I, I will. Okay. Yes, yes, right. absolutely. So let's not act like we're uh, on the cross. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm just simply telling you what my literal experience is. I've never done more than three. All right. Well, I, but so definitely don't feel dickish for one, and uh, if you want to take a couple more, fine. And then if you want to take the whole rack, I say it's fine. There you go. Because it's actually, I've seen it more often than not. Shops use the only one please as a ploy to force people to buy it. Like they'll take something they accidentally overordered and they'll say, "Oh, only one," and it'll be like, "Why? Oh, that's this issue? Yeah, I gotta have it. Only one, My Little Pony. Yes. No more." All right. I'll get one. <laughs> Gotta have it. Everybody's talking about Gotta it. Gotta have it. Uh, Bob Seifert writes, I think Bendis had his best runs on Ultimate Spider-Man and Daredevil by far. I have noticed that he really shines the most on solo character titles. His Daredevil run was gritty and had much mystery. This makes me want him to bring back Detective Comics back to its detective-style roots, and away from the team books, which is how it currently reads. I agree wholeheartedly. That would be fun. I uh, agree, but write Nightwing as well. <laughs> there you go. And and do Nightwing. Um, his Spider-Man run 
was fun and youthful and had a lot of heart. So this makes me want him to write Nightwing as well. Boom. Oh, cool. There you go. <laughs> I, I think read. he I think he can really flesh out Nightwing's character and give him some more meaningful villains as he rewrote many of Spider-Man's top-tier villains in the Ultimate run. Oh, and Drew needs to read Kevin Smith's Daredevil run immediately <laughs> at it, as it is Daredevil at its finest. Miller may have taken the character into another generation, but Kevin Smith took that charge, that change, and ran with it to start the Volume 2 run with a bang. Bendis took the reins after Kevin Smith's run. It's smaller but better. Kevin Smith's run is smaller but better in every way. Read it. Okay. All right, so there's one vote for Kevin Smith to, to re- revisit the, that. Did you ever read you, any of that? That run? I actually bought several of those and the what was the Green Arrow run he did? I, I, I bought a bunch at one point, but I never never completed my collection or read them. Never read, yeah. So uh, yeah, maybe that's something I can check out in trade. I wonder if our good friends at Cowabunga have have that up there. I bet you they do. To check in more than likely. More than likely. Um. So uh, thanks for those the feedback, guys. It's good stuff as always. We appreciate that. And uh, without further ado, uh, let's head over to Sneak Peek. Yeah, let's go over to previewsworld.com. We're going to click on new releases. Let's go down and head over to December 6, 2017. And Drew, let's start where we always like to start. Let's start in Dark Horse. Rasputin, Yosagi Ojimbo, Chimichanga, Sorrows of... Yeah, nothing for me. <laughs> no, no, none of that. No. Nope. All right. Let's head on down to DC. Well, um, all the Batman are back on my pull list again. Um, Joel <laughs> has Joel Jones has pulled me back onto the pull list, even though this is Clay Man doing this, this run. Is, yeah, I was gonna say. Um, uh, but it is called Super Friends, and I don't know if you remember Kyle. You probably weren't even born, but I Oop. used to watch. I used to watch a lot of Super Friends when I was little, and uh, and. Loved loved that cartoon show very 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 much. So, um, if if they're going for that, then I'm then I'm in. And uh, it, yeah, so I'm I'm firmly back in Batman camp. Uh, once we got through, was it Monster Man that was horrible? Yes, Monster was, Man was Monster Man awful. was horrible. That um, was the Nightwing crossover. Was it? Ugh. That was a yeah. That was a real mess. Um, yeah. But now that now that Tom King has kind of got his feet firmly uh on this i I think it's really really been great so um these are great some of them are breakouts he's been introducing new characters new villains um there's been first appearances in here there's been special things like engagements that have been announced and uh proposals that have happened so yeah you gotta be buying these batman um Sometimes you can suss out uh, things from the the solicit to give you kind of an impression of what what might be to come, but sometimes you just got to bu- get it on blind faith. So uh, for any specker, Batman's got to be a must a must pull. Very nice. And you got to go cover A because Kyle says so. This is true. Who's doing the bees? Ah, I don't care. Cover yeah. A. Be, yeah, the, yeah. The, it's uh, the cover. It's Oliver Coypel, and it's kind of like a a watercolor or something. It's not great. 
It looks like somebody spilled a jar of honey on it. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's beautiful, but not as good as could, yeah. could be. Correct. Batman Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Part 2, number one of six. James Tinian the Fourth and Fred Williams the Second, both guys with legacy numbering of their own, are back once again for a new six-part series. Man, the first one was great. I love their their take on this. They're very true to the characters. Uh, you know, they make sold the right well. decisions in mine. I sold well. You made uh, money on fans. this, right? Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, because they sold out uh, so quickly. All, yep, I'm all in for covers A and B. Uh, Kevin Eastman doing cover B. Uh, big big fan of that there. Yep, yep. So, yeah, give them to me. Give them to me now. Uh, these Batman White Knights, uh, third printing and second printings, uh, I don't have cover images on them. I can only assume historically there's not a new cover in DC books, usually just a color change. Unless they're doing what they did like with Batman and the Third Prince, a black and white sketch. Yeah, and if that's the case... Which would look good with the way these, these covers are, black yeah, and white. Yeah, would look really which cool. They're, for the most part, I think, black and white anyways, now that I think about it. I don't know how to find out that, but there are... Um, well, yeah, the, the B cover of issue three is black and white, right? Oh yeah, yeah. There's I forgot about B covers. Yeah, yeah. yeah that is, so, oh, so the cover A for issue three of of Black Batman White Knight is uh, straight up Sean Murphy. Um, Sean Murphy did great on that cover B. That looks good. And then the cover B is uh, also Sean Murphy and is that Harley and somebody, two Harleys. It looks like two Harleys. Yeah, yeah and if great. if you follow Sean Murphy on Twitter, um. I think, I don't know if he was being facetious or not, but he was showing a panel of nude Harley in bed with the Joker um, that he said he couldn't believe got by the censors or uh, something like that. And um, I, I, I don't know if this is Teen Plus or what it is, but uh, I would be surprised if that made it in there. But if it did, um, Naked Harley. Yeah. Uh, Eric, uh, if you're listening, uh, throw one of those in my box if you. <laughs> what? Which one? Uh, whatever, whatever, whatever. Either it, both. One of. <laughs> Whatever's on the rack. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> um, so yeah, that that if that makes it in, that could be that could be an interesting um, spec worthy book as well. But it, in real talk, I think you want to have this series. I think you want to have all eight of these. Yeah, I think so too. It's really good. It seems like one of those things that you're going like, oh man, this is something you, you got to read. It, it's it's written yeah. Elseworld. It flips the script. Yeah, and it's super well done. You can tell he's it's thoughtful. He put a lot of thought into it, um, and I'm along for the ride. And as I I've said, I, it, it was overshadowed by metal for me. Um, so I was focusing on metal, and I was like, eh, whatever this is, I'm not going to bother with it right now. I'll, see, I'll check it out later in trade. And I read that first issue. I was like, oh, oh. This is good. I can't. Go. I can't sleep on this, so I had to add it back um, onto the poll. And good stuff. Really, really good stuff. Most of it. DC Holiday Special Two One E Seventeen Number One Ten Dollar Book. Lots of writers. Lots of artists. One cover. Max Landis is in, so I gotta have it. What is it now? Say what? 
What is it? Max Landis in, is is one of the writers? Yeah, he's one of the writers. He's writing a little part. You're, so you're going to buy a $10 book for for Max Landis. Yeah, it looks good regardless. I mean, you got Tom King, Greg Grecla, Greg yeah, Rucka, Dennis look O'Neill, good. Jeff Lemire, Max Landis, Christopher Priest, Shay Fontana, Joshua Williamson, and all yeah. kinds of artists. And this is a fun read, not a spec read. Yes, I, I can't get a page count on it, but I'm assuming it's got a couple little things. And don't miss the legendary Denny O'Neill returning to comics with an all-new Batman story. Well, that's kind of a big deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And Sergeant plus Sergeant Rock fighting the Nazis on Hanukkah. I'm in. The, these Shane Davis covers for Deathstroke are amazing. Mm-hmm. I don't really like Deathstroke, but that cover B is just awesome. Yeah. The Fall of Slade Part 1. Looks like a pretty cool storyline, too. Yeah, really, really amazing. Arrows, Um, Lanterns, They're really crushing the the cover deal. Uh, You you could really get sucked in and be all in on these A and B covers. Yeah. Are you reading Jetsons? No. No, no, you're not. Okay. No. No. I didn't think you would be, and I can't really convince you. But your boy that does slots did the cover B for Jetsons. Oh, two. nice! Yeah, Dan Panosian. Did you read cover or issue one? Yeah. What do you think? Um, I like the back issue, uh, up story that launched it back when, when whatever it was launched in. Remember that when they were doing these, and it was a it was a B story in the back, and I was like, oh, Jetsons is kind of cool. I, I look forward to that. So I I, I kind of knew what to expect, and I thought it was good. There you go. You know what's the most disappointing thing, Drew? What's that? The cover bees have been awful for Nightwing. It's the one I want the bees to be the best, and they're not. Who's doing it? Yasmin Putri. Yasmin Putri. Yeah, see, that's kind of like a, a watercolor-looking thing, too. A little washed out. I, they just aren't what I want, unfortunately. And I'm buying them. I'm, bu- I'm, I'm full in on Nightwing. I'm, I'm that guy, but I'm, I'm, I'm disappointed most days. Like, I would, like... Give me the, what they're doing with Superman 36 beak ever. John Boy Myers, that is pretty rad. It, it doesn't look like it's finished. I know, that's cool. What is the going on there? You like yeah. that? Yeah, it's neat. It's different. He's I'll give you that. The back. Yeah, he kind of he kind of folds out. I think I'd I think I'd stick with the uh, Patrick Gleason cover eye there. Yeah, I like it too. It's pretty nice. Yeah, with that throne eye, yeah, I really like that one. Yeah, that's it's pretty great. neat. Um, lots of but, good stuff but there. We're we're all the way through DC, and I've got multiple things for pick of the week. So this one is going to be tough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I just when you were talking, I went back up and looked at that cover B of issue three um, of the White Knight <laughs> again. Yeah, it's like oh, yeah. that is that is really nice. I got to make sure that's on the pull. Friggin' come on now! All right, Drew. Let's pal- let's cleanse that palette with a little bit of IDW. Yeah. Nothing there for me. Nothing there for me. I unless I miss saying it. I'm going to jump onto these TMNTs, and I just I can't find a, a foothold. Maybe oh, I don't know what's day. happening. This is part two of five, so we missed our foothold last month. Oh, did we? Yeah, this is part two. So all right, part one was last last month. Somewhere around here, we'll get off. We'll, we'll get on there. Yeah. All right, let's head on down to image fix number ten. Late, hey. late, 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 late. This is from March, and why, why it didn't make the list. I'm glad it's back though, and I <laughs> yeah. hope I remember what's going on. Exactly, I'm a fan of Fix, but it did not make my 12 books at Christmas because it hasn't made it to 12 books. <laughs> no, 
in uh, two years. Yeah, two years. It did. It, it's on issue yeah. ten. Number one with a bullet. Number two. Um, interested to see the second issue of that one. I'm trying uh, to think what happened in that first. So. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That was good. That was good. We've got Paradiso number one uh, from Ram V with art by Dev Premenik. The midnight event forever changed the world. Now, centuries later, Jack Kaisernan arrives on the outside of Paradiso City, <laughs> haunted by fragments of childhood memories and in possession of a mysterious device, one with the power to change the destiny of this living, breathing metropolis, the people who dwell within, and the guardians who strive for and against it. That didn't tell me anything. No, no, never does. Um, so, Eternal Empire is uh, one of the co-creators. Sarah Vaughn is doing another book called Sleepless. Okay. And, and Leela Del Duca is doing the art with her. And um, cover looks pretty cool. Um, uh, it's about Lady Poppy Pippinina. Pippinia. She was guarded by a sleepless knight, Cyrenek. But danger is around every corner once the new king is coronated. Um, it's a fantasy romance. You don't see I those snagged, a, if I remember my solicit, if what I ordered correctly, I did order Paradiso. I did not order Sleepless. Yeah. Whoa! Shirtless Bear Fighter gets a trade. Shirtless Bear Fighter collects Shirtless Bear Fighter 1 through 5. If you want something fun, if you want to laugh, uh, snag that trade. I wish it was uh, 10 bucks, but it's not. Yeah. And in Walking Dead 174, oh. it's a solitary life. The sad, sorry, solitary life of Negan. Face it, true believers, he deserves this. <laughs> and he does. And uh, if you're watching the show, you're wondering how we're going to get from there to here. And yeah, if no we are going to we go even go the same path, um, really could be very interesting to see how the, how the television show show goes and takes this yeah. yeah um what about witchblade are you interested in that at all no because it's it's there's, there's a lot of witchblade in the past that i yeah, don't know that i didn't like so yeah not not against it necessarily but i read enough that i don't have time to read things that i'm going to automatically be behind the eight ball you still doing rock candy mountain yeah, and issue six is back to start that next story arc. Real excited about that. It's it's really good, um, but I, I can understand how, not, how the art sells. Not for everyone, mm -hmm. um, but I, I just think it's working on a on a real cool level. And Jason Latour and Ivan, even Brandon, are back with a new story arc for Black Cloud. I forgot that had taken a bit of a hiatus. Yeah, I, I'd forgotten about that thing entirely. All right, Drew, anything else in Image? Nope. Let's head on down to Marvel. Um, what's what's up with Venom still being around? So we got Amazing Spider-Man, Venom, Inc., Alpha, number one. Uh, what? 
Did it? All right. Did it? Let's do. Let's read this solicit and see if it clears anything up. Peter Parker, Eddie Brock, and Flash Thompson have one major thing in common: the Venom symbiote changed all of their lives. The inky black alien life form is doubling down on our heroes, and they're not the only ones about to be put through the ringer. Venom Inc. kicks off here and rolls into Amazing Spider-Man and Venom as a familiar face rises to new levels of villainy. Fidala. Five dollars. Well, that's yeah, that's crazy. Um, we've got uh, Avengers, which is continuing the the Avengers Champions crossover. Been really, really good. Check that out. Black Bolt, which took a weird turn, um, and it had a uh, kind of a prelude issue, to, like a bridge issue to get you from the last story arc to this new story arc that's kicking off. It was very strange, but uh, I'm hoping this one is is just as good as that for last volume was. Should be a lot of people jumping onto this because of the, all the critical claim that that first volume got. Drew, uh, do you like Kelly Thompson as a writer? No. Okay. Because there's a there's a jumping on point with Hawkeye here where where Clint's back in it. Oh, I'll, re- I'll read it anyway. Yeah. Because it's because it's Hawkeye. Is it worth reading? Um. I miss Hawkeye. I miss Hawkeye, but it, I, I had my heart broken too many times. Um, is that the same creator that's been on this? Uh, Do you know? I don't, I don't. I don't know off the top of my head. I, I don't know either. Um, I can but, look real quick. Um, but I have enjoyed this Kate centric Hawkeye. It's been okay, uh, above average, uh, and I've enjoyed it. So um, and now and then the last issue. Clint poked his head in in the last couple of pages and joined it in. So uh, that's what they're they're going to join forces to kind of fight. They both need each other's help to solve some problem. Yeah. So um, that's what's going to drive this next story arc. And uh, they're good together, usually. Yeah, um, but, yeah. I, I didn't like the Kate as much on her own, but I, that, I, as I watched this, I'm like, this might be You didn't like it, right. but did you read this volume? Did, no, because I, I didn't like Kate volume. during the Fraction run. Oh yeah, okay. And uh, but I liked this one. Yeah, Kelly Thompson has written since issue one. Okay, yeah, it's been good. Which I bought uh, the first five of these. I'm now noticing. Yeah, and we've got the great uh, Captain America is back with Mark Wade and Chris Samney at the helm. It's that first issue of theirs was really good. So I'm hoping this is just as good. I assume Star- it will be. Star Wars Vader number nine. As the threat of the Jedi continues to menace the fledgling Empire, Vader finds himself on the trail of Jedi. His master has commanded him to keep alive. Yeah. And uh, Donnie Cates has uh, kind of reinvigorated Doctor Strange. Oh, uh, yeah? You know, I, I hate to say it, but it's... The last issue was better than anything Jason Aaron wrote of oh. Doctor Strange, I think. Um, and it also has uh, Walta on art. Gabriel Hernandez Walta, who did the vision. And so the so the art's really good. Um, oh, okay. Donny Cates t- is doing this. And he also did Thanos, took over Thanos. And uh-huh. that issue 13 was really good. I read that one and thought it was fantastic. So... Um, I don't know how many books he's on, but those two I've read. 
uh, and he's a welcome addition to the Marvel stable. I'm hmm. uh, not reading Guardians of the Galaxy, nor I. Uh, so I don't. I think it's Jerry Dugan, and I don't like him. So we've been talking about buying these one dollar True Believers reprints. We've got Enter the Phoenix. Uh, which reprints X-Men 101 from 1963. And we have True Believers Phoenix Presents Cyclops and Marvel Girl reprinting X-Men 48 from 1963. Mm, cool. All right, anything else, sir? Um, no, another um, was part of the Sinister Six storyline for Miles Morales, Spider-Man, and... Bendis' probably final story arc, I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, read them while you can, I guess. Very cool. All right, Drew, let's head on to the back of our publishers, I'd like to say. Some of our smallers, our booms, our dynamites, our onis, our aftershocks. Nice to see Alter's back. It's been going for a while from Aftershock. Yeah. Issue 8. There's your Archie. Archie 26, yeah. Bet he is the heart of Riverdale. Any interest in Barbarella? Nah. Well, let's see. i got to find which cover do I want to look at. It's probably a nudie cover. From Dynamite? Maybe. Maybe not. So awful lot of covers there. Yeah. Ronica Fish is a nice one. If you're buying it, I like the Joseph Michael Lisner cover. Yeah. Now I think this I think this Captain Canucks out already. Um was it been out already? This Year one, number one? Yes, this is just the Virgin variant. It's only $2, too. It's only $2, yeah. It's got Jay Baruchel on it. So it might be a cool pickup. Yeah, this book is available again at $1.99. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Um, we have Consultant, number one, from Action Lab, Danger Zone imprint. It's got uh, the usual suspects-looking cover on the front. Written by Jason Sturr, with art by David Main. Uh, Marcus Greenberg has a very particular set of skills as a former Navy SEAL. He does the dirty work of our nation's superheroes, keeping his clients out of the papers and off of death row. With the help of his assistant Russell, a reformed, shape-shifting supervillain, Greenberg is the go-to guy for making super sins disappear. He is the consultant. Maybe not the best time for a usual suspect's time, but I still like it. <laughs> yeah, bad time. Poor timing. Yeah. Jupiter Jet number one from Action Labs looks uh, very all agey. It's about a 16-year-old Jackie rides the skies on an experimental jetpack, and she does what any other teenage girl would do, steal from the rich and give to the poor. If I were to tell you to guess what issue number Femforce was on from AC Comics, what number would you throw out there? <laughs> would you say uh, 180? 
Whoa, no, I would not have been. I would not have said 180. There has been 179 previous issues of Femforce from AC Comics. And uh, this is the first time I think I've ever looked at one. So uh, I missed out, I guess. Yeah, $10 an issue. Maybe. How did they get that? Wow. Wow. I might need to do some research there. That's there's something up. Here we go, Drew. Klaus and the Crisis in Xmasville, number one. Grant Morrison writing. Dan Mora on arts and covers. We're still not going to call I, it Claus. I still call it Klaus. Yeah, I know I do too. I don't know why. Okay. Eisner Award-winning creator Grant Morrison and Russ Manning Award-winner Dan Mora reunite for <coughs> excuse me a brand new Klaus special. <laughs> An evil Santa from an alternate dimension has f- shut up. Get has found it. I can't. An evil soda corporate operate. What? Okay, we're getting into crazy Grant Morrison. This is not good. Evil soda corporation that uses Christmas and Santa as a marketing tactic to build their fortunes. Only Klaus can defeat the Pola Cola Corp and the zombie-like Santas that are in the evil Santa's thrall. Mm. It's the beautiful art of Labba. Oh, man. Oh, are we getting crazy, Grant Morrison? Yeah. I don't know. Oh, did, now, did you read so the last $10 anymore. one? No. <laughs> I, I, I bought it, but didn't read it. <laughs> I didn't read the last $10 one either, so I don't know if it is good as that first seven-issue run. That is a wicked-looking Frank Quietly uh, incentive variant as well. Oh. FOC incentive variant. Oof. Dang. That's pretty cool. Hopefully it's worth reading. Um, Klaus was so good that it warrants me snagging it. Uh, let's see. We have Mighty Crusaders number one uh, from from Archie Comics Dark Circle imprint. Um, this is a new ongoing series written by Ian Flynn with art by Kelsey Shannon. Uh, the mightiest team of superheroes are back. A throwdown with a prehistoric terror in the heart of Washington, D.C., sets the stage for the dramatic return of, of a wayward hero. Meanwhile, half a world away, a sinister plan begins to awaken an ancient evil. So they are um, dusting off the Dark Circle imprint again, which they do from time to time. To, to some better than others. <laughs> Rocco's Modern Life number one. What? Wow. The old Nickelodeon cartoon is back as a comic. Is that your era? No, just miss me. Wasn't me. Younger or older? Yeah, uh, if I were younger, I would have enjoyed it, but I was too old. Uh. I think that might be it. Yep, that's all, Drew. This is the point of the podcast where I tell you to look back on what we've looked at all day today and tell me what is the book to go into your local comic book shops, snag up, put in a nice top loader, and say, this is going to be worth something someday. Uh, I'm not seeing anything in the in the back half stuff. Um, uh, so I'm going to go right on back up to that uh, cover B of Batman White Knight. And uh, number three, issue three, and uh, and go with that that black and white one. Very cool. Yeah, everything seems to have gone to a second printing. Uh, the B covers aren't going to second print; they've been reprinting cover A's, so that is probably a. Pr- 
pretty, pretty, pretty good call. Um, I'm all in for Batman Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Part 2, Volume 1 by James Tinian. Um, if it goes by the last trend, Issue 2 will be a, a, a much smaller print run. That's what we got last time. Um, I'm also picking up the DC Holiday Special, even at $10. Nice. And, of course, don't sleep on... I say number one with a bullet, number two. We'll probably really? throw and have a small print run on that one. Okay. Anything else, Drew? Mm-mm. All right, well, thank you for listening to Comics for Fun and Profit. Thank you for tagging along with Drew and myself. If you disagree with what we thought of as our picks of the week, or even what we thought of when we looked at some of these books, uh, feel free to drop us a line on our Twitters, our Facebooks, or our Gmails. All that can be found at comicsfunprofit.com. And be part of the podcast. Tell us where we're wrong, tell us what we're missing, or tell us what we need to be reading. Thank you so much, and once again, for Drew and for myself, see ya! <laughs>